Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, welcome inside Hour 2, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Go. Three minutes to go in the third quarter. The Rockets lead the Thunder, going for the closer, 75-69. 
James Harden now leading the way with 26 points for the Rockets. Russell Westbrook, 13 in 16 minutes. Remember, his minutes are going to be limited, uh, at least for now. Meanwhile, uh, Gallinari has 23 for the Thunder. And, and really, a series that, Mike, is much closer than I thought it was going to be. But... You know, the eventually the Thunder were able to get their legs under them without Russell Westbrook, and now the Rockets are trying to reincorporate him. But you know, my Rockets, who I picked, I'm still feeling good about the Rockets. Still feeling. Yeah, good. I actually um, picked the other way, thinking uh, with Westbrook being out that perhaps they'd take advantage. Well, no, they came out sluggish, and I've just been rubbing my <laughs> eyes for the last two minutes. I just saw the Rockets play defense, man. Yeah, watch out, man. They'll surprise Ooh. you. You'll see. You will see that once in a while. They'll they'll suddenly take you by surprise. That watch yeah, out for the Rockets, just yeah. Shock and awe right there yeah. as, as it went through. I mean, yeah. obviously this series defined a little bit by uh, little taps and punches to the nether regions mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but when we get down to it, uh, it's good to see a, a hotly contested game after la- the last one, which was just a uh, let's just go home. Let's go back to our rooms. <laughs> We've got a nice meal ready and some video games on the night. Maybe they got some advanced copies of Madden 21. I don't know. Whatever they were doing. Uh, nobody looked uh, like they wanted to play from OKC in that one. Schroeder got sent home. This one, a uh, little hotly contested. Some big shots. Uh, and just, again, the Rockets play defense, Smith. Shock. Uh, we'll check in on the NBA uh, in a little bit, but uh, today uh, you probably saw the news. We lost an absolute legend today as Georgetown head coach John Thompson uh, died at the age of 78. And you know me, Mike, I have no bigger sports hate than I do for Georgetown. Uh, Georgetown and Syracuse, sure. the rivalry that they had. John Thompson was always so much fun. He was a guy that sports-wise, I really enjoyed having him as a rival because he was great. The last game before Syracuse even opened the Carrier Dome, last game in the Carrier Dome, they played Syracuse to play at Manly Fieldhouse, and it was the last game in Manly Fieldhouse before Syracuse moved into the Carrier Dome. Georgetown wins. The first thing he does is on the, on the press conference after the game go, Manly Fieldhouse is closed. Manly Fieldhouse is closed. Like, we closed Manly Fieldhouse, which really jumped up, you know, that the, the Syracuse-Georgetown rivalry uh, in, in a great way. And it was – I was always scared of playing Georgetown because I knew no matter what kind of team they were going to have, they were going to play as tight. They were going to play great because Georgetown always seemed like they were an extension of John Thompson. Like, his personality, his, his influence on the team. You saw Georgetown players – of, of the past, uh, you know, talking about him today and, and what he did for me. Allen Iverson saying some wonderful things about John Thompson. He was very active socially, uh, even in his early careers, walked off the court for a game to protest what he felt was a bad treatment of college basketball players. He was kind of ahead of his time there. But, boy, having him as a rival, he was fun, man. He was so much fun. And even Jim Beheim talked about it today, saying, you know, he, we went from being incredible rivals to great friends and and that's the true measure I think of of a, of a basketball person or a sports personality is someone like me that had nothing but I can't stand Georgetown I want to beat them all the time John Thompson was great and he was so much fun and everything he did with that Georgetown program was fantastic building them up into the the mini dynasty they were for the 80s and the 90s he really was something man John Thompson was a lot of fun I'm gonna miss him well, just, you know, reading about him through the years, never had the pleasure of meeting him, but always, you know, checking out interviews, always, you know, with, with 
some deeper thoughts beyond just, you know, what a coach was doing in terms of X's and O's. There was a great clip of him saying, oh, if I, if I just had to coach that, I could still be doing it. But the rest of the stuff, I'm out. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. But with Bayheim, uh, he was on Dan Patrick earlier this morning talking about how it took forever for them to really get past that rivalry. And it wasn't until Thompson was doing calls for Westwood One that they'd start to meet up and hang out and everything else. And, and that it really, the ice kind of broke when uh, they won the national title in 2003. But he looked up and there he was smiling at him from the bench, you know, yeah. holding out his hand to congratulate him. So, uh, but I just remember, the, you know, the teams always, I, I just don't remember having big guys like that. You know, that dominated the low post. Oh, like sure. Everybody. You know, everybody. Tombo and, and Ewing. And, I mean, the Allen Iverson speech, for those that haven't seen it, seek it out tomorrow or, or sometime. You know, we're all looking for those positive things right now, finding those wins. I'll put it up over there, too. Is, is just, you know, talking about saving his life, the graduation yeah. rate being yep. so important. If they stayed four years, it was 97%. Mm. Outside of my Wildcats, it don't get that high. Well, it was Smith. longer than that because because <laughs> Ewing was at Georgetown for eight years. Alonzo oh, okay. Morning, Alonzo like Morning, it, Morning was there for a decade, and then yeah, Matumbo. I, I, I didn't think mean to disrespect yeah. uh, Alonzo Morning, yeah. missing no. him either. The then guy, I think Matumbo you know, wearing the t-shirts under the jerseys too. <laughs> they made that cool. Victor Page. I mean, you could just go down, guy after guy. It was a they they fought you. I mean, it wasn't the Nolan Richardson forty minutes of hell, but you were in a battle. And you were yeah. going to come out bruised. You knew that. No easy mm. buckets. And just a, if you want this win, you're going to have to come and take it for us. And I, I think you got to respect that. And just the, the tributes pouring out today have just been amazing. I was obsessed with having the last word against George. Like I said, for all the stuff I taught, being a Mets fan, Jets fan, Georgetown like was it. It's like my sports obsession is beating Georgetown, and I'm so happy when we beat Georgetown. And yeah, they, uh, they even actually, now, you're, long after that, you're oh, still that man. same way when college I, buckets is going. Oh, with Georgetown loses, it's a great day, right? But that's the respect I have for them. I want to beat them so bad. It's not like I want to be – look, they're a bad pro. Like, I don't want to beat them like I like beating Louisville because, you know, Rick Pitino would like to cry and do all these things. And, like, yeah, yeah, nice, Rick Pitino, go cry. It was, be, it was having – it was the, the respect of beating Georgetown. And, you know, like I said, they had the Manly Fieldhouse game. The last game we played them before Syracuse left the Big East, Georgetown won, but then we beat them in the Big East tournament. So I feel like, okay, now we've won the rivalry and then but when I really thought we won the rivalry and this I'll, I'll never forget this moment this is one of my greatest moments in sports is I was on vacation when Syracuse went to the final four in 2013 when they they beat Marquette they went to the finals in 2013 it was awesome it was Luke Hancock's year when when Louisville wound up winning it all and uh Syracuse beat Marquette to go to the to get to the final four. Georgetown had lost in the first round of the tournament. Syracuse beats Marquette on Georgetown's home floor cuz Georgetown was hosting the East Regional Finals. After the game was over, I listened to John Thompson have to interview Jim Beheim about going to the final four and I I, I stopped the car. <laughs> I stopped the car and I rolled down my window and I yelled, "Yeah, we did it. 
we did, George, this is it, Georgetown. We did it. We did it. And I said, that's it. Now it's over. Now I said, the Syracuse, and I rolled down to it and I yelled, the Syracuse-Georgetown rivalry is closed. <laughs> Nobody else is in the car. But I did it, I did it myself. It was, it was just one of those cathartic moments that we got, we got it. We beat Georgetown. We did it. It was, it was awesome. And I'll tell you what, I'm glad we still play them. I'm glad it still goes because it's, it's a terrific rivalry. And uh, John Thompson, like I said, he was a lot of fun. He was a guy that was ahead of his time, man. He was a lot of fun at Georgetown. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. And obviously this whole weekend, we talked about the passing of John Thompson. Still the entire world is reeling from the death of Chadwick Boseman, who passed away due to colon cancer over the weekend. He was 42 years old. And it was stunning. I mean, I was just happened to be on my phone looking up uh, something on Saturday night, and I, I hit refresh. Look at the New York Post, actually. Uh, probably something on oh, the Mets. Friday, how much, yeah. yeah. Or Friday, how, how, you know, how bad the, um, all the Mets are. And I just happened to see this, like, the front page reloads, and I see Chadwick Boseman's picture really big, and I go, what, what happened with Chadwick Boseman? What and I see Chadwick Boseman died. I go, oh, my God. And my wife and, uh, and, and daughter, Pam and Zoe, just stop and go, what? And they knew something happened. And I just look, I go, uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman died. And they were like, what? And, and, and Zoe goes, Black Panther died? I said, yes. And you look up and you find out colon cancer and that he had it uh, for four years. And you've seen so many tributes to him. And, and you're learning a lot about the person he was. Every interview you've seen with him the past couple of days that they've played back, you see how serious he took his career and, 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 and how much he loved acting and all the, the roles he had. Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, Black Panther. I mean, this guy had some kind of career. And I just can't keep help but go back Mike to think about how he got this diagnosis in 2016 and colon cancer is unfortunately is a, a growing in popularity uh in and occurrences in in the last few years and younger he, and younger yeah he he went and he shot the majority of these movies that he became legendary for in the last four years, when you know he is bouncing back and forth between treatments, chemotherapy treatments, and trying to stay well, and now shooting movies. And, you know, Black Panther and the Avengers movies aren't movies where he can sit on a stool and give a soliloquy. I mean, this is when you are running and jumping and doing all kinds of stuff. And, and the other movies, when you have an entire 12-hour day on set because you're the star of the movie, there's no breaks. He had a grueling work schedule that he was able to able to 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 finish and have this be his legacy in the last four years when for most people who had been enough to just try to stay up and try to stay healthy and go for walks around the neighborhood and this guy is doing all of these things while he's sick and in between treatments and and that blew my mind that he was that he was able to accomplish all of this while being that sick what a bleeping stud and the fact he could keep it a secret you know, this is, you know, Hollywood, there's no secrets. And the fact that no, that whoever knew about his diagnosis, nobody told anybody. Right. And, and even you saw people to the last couple of days, his co-star is saying, yeah, I didn't know. You know, Ryan Coogler, who directed him in Black Panther, said, I didn't know. I, they didn't know. And you know people in Hollywood didn't know because they wouldn't have hired him. You know, if, if, he's, got, if he's got cancer and he's going through treatments, no one's hiring him well, to be but, the star of you a you got to go through physicals. So right? the studios would have known. Oof. And, well, I don't no, know. They, they would have had to, Jason. 
they, no, they can't, I, I, they, they can't sign off without without uh, going because there's contracts with that in terms of you know if, if if there's something going on and midway through a production something happens you know there's insurances and all those other things yeah but there's a way there's a in. way to buy insurance outside of it where you don't have to work like here i'm insured here oh okay like look t- like well, i don't know how i'm, I'm saying for the production yeah. not for him right. no no what i'm saying that. is that if he comes in and says i have this and i'm, I'm i okay then all right you have this but you're insured i think you can get around that and, um, and maybe you, maybe it was but, I, but either way i mean to your point you know whatever that close-knit circle was that knew nobody else did and we watched this career it was weighty role after weighty role, you see what the Black Panther meant to multiple generations in the black community. And, I mean, just look at the box office. I mean, billions of dollars in that most anticipated sequel uh, in recent memory, right? I mean, this is was rivaling, rivaling uh, going to Endgame, wanting to see what they do with the character next. So, you know, a, a guy who was this link and, you know, writing back and forth with kill, kids at children uh, children's hospitals across the country. And, and there's little glimpses from interviews where, you know, there might have been a nod and kind of a, a, you know, oh, we missed this here and here was a clue. But, I mean, just an amazing career. I mean, we were on air Friday and you, you had been – uh, in in the morning or, or had the day off and LeVar Arrington and I had the breaking news from from Steve DeSager and we're like all right there's a trade there's something going on and those were the first words out of his mouth and we just looked at each other in stunned silence just wow you know just uh, a throat punch in a year that's been full of them mm. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. And, you know, and the the thing I keep thinking about Bozeman now is is you seeing all these platitudes come in about his life, his career, and everything else. Is is that I I like the the I, I hope this wins. It won't because it's Hollywood. It's about money, and they're not going to leave you know a billions of billion dollar franchise you know out there. But I, I like the fans who say no more Black Panther. He is our Black Panther, and this movie is iconic, and let it stand by itself for the rest of time. And I love that idea. I love that idea of saying Chadwick Boseman was the Black Panther. He's the king. And let's, you know, he did it, and I know that Hollywood be looking at, oh, but all this money, and I know money's going to win out because it always does, and they're going to try to find a way to, to figure it out, and, and maybe it's Michael B. Jordan coming back, and maybe the, he hands it off to his sister, uh, which is kind of the lineage of the Black Panther. But, boy, I really like the fans who are saying, you know what, no, he is, he is our king, and this was the movie, and that was it. And if they did that, boy, that would be some kind of respect uh, for the life yeah. and character and, and what he was able to, to embrace body with that that would yeah, be i just that would think be beyond the, beyond the money though jason i mean it's it means so much culturally right we talk about representation we talk about all those little kids being able to look up and see a superhero that looks like them something that we didn't we didn't have i mean growing up everybody was white let's call it what it was um so i mean there, there's an importance there right and and a strength to it that i i think Yes, there's money and lots of money. But also remember, you know, he became the Black Panther after his dad died. So there, the, the, it's in the storytelling already. And there's a way to honor and pay tribute. Yes, rake up a bunch of cash, but do some good things with the money. Have your messages reminding 
folks, and, and I think this is important. You know, I did the PSAs with LaVar's, you know, Friday and yesterday morning, is I know a lot of folks didn't go to their doctor's appointments during COVID, right? You skipped out on a lot of stuff, and maybe you got your walks in. Uh, set up an appointment to go see somebody. Make sure you're doing all right for yourself, for your family, uh, and your friends. So, you know, we're worried about each other enough. Uh, take a little care of yourself while you're at it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, Things getting a little tight in the bubble in Orlando, the Thunder have jumped out to a 14-9 run to start the fourth quarter. They lead the Rockets now, 91-86. Again, just under seven minutes left to go. James Harden has 28. Uh, Chris Paul now with 20 and five rebounds for the Thunder. So the Thunder looking to send this one to seven games. Love more on the NBA coming up in a few minutes. But joining us now on the hotline, it was MLB trade deadline day. We saw one big deal. A couple of somewhat big deals and then a lot of deck chair arranging with us now from MLB Network, Fox Sports 1, friend of the show, John Palmarosi. JP, what's happening? Happy trade deadline day 2020. And I would say this. It felt quite normal. I really feel as though uh, this was the same frenetic pace that we usually have at the trade deadline. It felt normal, and we can say that about precious few things in 2020. We could say that today at the MLB trade deadline. Obviously, the biggest move was Mike Clevenger going to the Padres. I like both sides of this deal. Uh, Look, the Padres making a move, getting a stud for the top of the rotation. They do trade some young players away to the Indians, but the pieces the Indians could use now and in the next couple of years. If this didn't have a COVID-19 aspect to it, where Mike Clevenger had to make right with his teammates, he flew on the team playing with them after breaking COVID quarantine, is he still traded? Or did the COVID-19 situation make it so, okay, this guy really can't come back anymore. We can't have him. We got to move him someplace else. Jason, you ask many great questions. This is probably <laughs> top 10 wow. okay, that, that we have had wow. in our conversations over the years. This is, this is an excellent question. Uh, I, I think we would have still seen him traded, but there is no question that that situation and that violation of the COVID protocols is what began us down this road for this particular trade at this particular time. A.J. Preller, the GM of the Padres, we know very opportunistic and willing to make a deal. And uh, Joel Sherman observed today on MLB Network that once A.J. gets going, it's hard to stop. Clearly, he remade a third of his team uh, in the span of the last several days. I I think with Clevenger, guys, we've seen the Indians – still keep winning even as they trade away all-star caliber pitchers and Cy Young pitchers like Corey Kluber and then Trevor Bauer here uh, last year as well. But I, I think so a trade was probably coming with Clevenger. This trade at this time, perhaps not, but, but I do think that there was a much higher chance of Clevenger being dealt than probably a lot of us, uh, even, uh, even those of us in the quote-unquote insider realm, which I'm desperately trying to kind of hang into as long as I can. Uh, that's, that's a, uh, that was something that we probably didn't really hear too much about relative to what the actual chances were just a short time ago. JP is staying in the division. The Dodgers make a deal. Stripling goes to Toronto for a couple of players to be named later uh, in between starting and relief. 
but the Dodgers have a, a number of guys in that rotation that can't seem to get out of the fifth. Surprised they didn't go bigger? I am, Mike. I really thought the Dodgers at a time when the Padres were closing the gap, I thought L.A. would, would have taken the opportunity. Maybe you, maybe you get Lance Lynn there, maybe even Dylan Bundy there with the Angels in Orange County. You would look at that move. The Dodgers clearly have the resources, both the money and the prospects, to get almost any player on the planet. And I just think that based on the way the last year's playoffs went, that getting one more player would have – certainly fortified the club, especially if it's a starting pitcher, and then also sent, sent the message that they're not complacent. They're, they're still going to keep trying to make moves here and there. Certainly getting Mookie Betts uh, was, was a nice move in that regard last winter, <laughs> but I, I think overall getting one more starting pitcher, because you think about the Padres now, and you put Clevenger there with, with Chris Paddock, and, and the Padres on their best days can make pitches with the Dodgers. And I think you also look at potentially the Reds, who the Dodgers may have to face in the first round. That's a tough opponent if they end up getting into the dance. So it's a really interesting dynamic. The Dodgers, to me, still the best team in the National League, still the best team in all of baseball. But the Padres today closed the gap. JP, I, I feel like seeing some of the teams, you know, the Dodgers did make the one trade with Roster. They didn't get anything back. Watching the Yankees, and that really surprised me. This is a team we thought they were going to be was going to be really, really good, and now they struggle to beat the Mets, and the Mets, I don't want to talk about them. But we thought the Yankees <laughs> are going to be really good, but all these injuries they're having, and the Yankees don't make a move, and, and that really surprised me, that of all the teams that are, are close to the top that need to make moves. Look, we watched the Indians. They made a move. We watched the A's at the top. They made a move. We watched all these teams. Hey, even the Marlins decided to make a yeah. move for now by getting Starling Marte. Seeing the Yankees kind of sit there, I'm like, wow, the Yankees really just sat there. They did, and they're in second place now, by the way. They're sitting in second place. And as a quick parenthetical, our Mets conversation, Jason, that can happen after the show. You call sure. me. Yes. We'll okay. catch up off the air. I'll boost your spirits. <laughs> Just it, It'll be okay. It'll be okay. okay. Uh, but with the Yankees, <laughs> listen, right now they're a second-place team, and they've had a lot of injuries, and I get it. And, and it's frustrating for a GM to have to constantly make moves because of injuries because in some ways those are really hard to plan for. But maybe these are the Yankees. Maybe this Yankee team is a team that's just simply susceptible to injuries, and it's going to be hard for them to overcome that this year. And, and I think that you're spot on. They probably needed a little bit more reinforcement, especially on the pitching side. How confident are you with Jay Happ and Montgomery starting games in the postseason? Because right now that's probably what they're looking at. Tanaka certainly has had uh, different health issues that have come up just even this year. I think overall this is a team that is still one of the best in the game. But as we speak right now, and this is now my 16th trade deadline, I don't think that I have ever seen an American League this wide open to win uh, this close to the end of the year. I don't think we have a favorite in the American League. We don't. The A's could win it. The Rays could win it. Yeah, the Yankees could still win it, certainly. But I think the, the White Sox and Twins could win it. And I was surprised that they didn't make a move today to really get themselves into the conversation with a Lance Lynn move or a Dylan Bundy move. So uh, I think you're, you're spot on, Jason, with the question about the Yankees because they are still a quality team. But I would have a very hard time with anybody convincing me right now 
that they are the quote-unquote team to beat in the American League. I don't think there is one, and I, and I don't think the Yankees um, really realize maybe just quite how much parity there is in the American League around them because there's a lot of quality teams that have risen to their level while they now today stand, stood pat. All right, so I'll ask it for you. A number of moves by the Mets. I mean, they're only two and a half off the pace here <laughs> nice. for the for the wild card. So uh, I, I tossed that up. Todd Frazier and some other moves. He's, he's most important because he Robinson he Chirinos. Don't forget Robinson Chirinos. I think Castro was added to the bullpen there. Complimentary moves. And and the point was made today, and I think it's correct that that with ownership coming in that there's a lot of pressure on this team to make the playoffs this year. They, While they don't have a great chance, obviously, they are in the National League where mm-hmm. just about everyone with the exception of the Pirates, who play in a beautiful stadium in a great city, but yeah. the Pirates are, are not a contender. Uh, just about everybody else is, and that includes the Mets, Jason. That includes the Mets. <laughs> so uh, I, I think that you look at that club right now, uh, Chirinos, I think, does a very good job handling a pitching staff, really respected veteran at that position. So I think that the moves were defensible. They made, they made a ton of sense to me today. Uh, so on this day, the Mets made some sense. But I, I, I also think that the big picture here, eventually there's going to be a new boss, and Brody Van Wagenen is going to have to sit before that boss and explain where the direction of the team is and, and, and the moves that he's made. And, and I think making the playoffs, even as a 7 or 8 seed this year, <laughs> would have value. But uh, I think that the st- still the biggest thing on Brody's resume, for good or ill, and I think we both know which one it is, is the Cano-Diaz trade. John Paul Morosi, <laughs> MLB Network, Fox Sports 1 insider with us here on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. I'm just going to finish that by saying, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Hot yep, mic, yep. hot All mic. Right. Look so, out. <laughs> so, JP, uh, complete this sentence here for me. The teams we've talked about here, we talked about them improving. Complete this sentence for me. The team that people aren't really talking about that did the best to improve themselves today was who? We talked about the Dodgers not making move, making the one trade with Stripling, the Yankees not doing anything. We mentioned the Mets. The team that really helped themselves the most that we're not talking about is who? I'll give you one in each league. How about that? Let's let's start with the American League, Toronto. Uh, They've added Stripling, Robbie Ray, in addition to Taiwan Walker last week. Their rotation is better than it's been in a while, I think, and and they should be able to get into the playoffs. Uh, They have to just uh, hold off those Tigers who are playing decent baseball here of late. But I I think overall, the Blue Jays, very good job. Jonathan VR as well. They're a team that's going to the playoffs, I believe. And so to get that young core to the playoffs, surround them with some really respected veterans, good moves there by Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins. And then in the National League, the Marlins. The Marlins are going to be in the playoffs, I believe, for the first time in 17 years. Incredible. Back to 03 when they won the World Series. Their last playoff game they won, and that was game six of the 03 World Series. But they are going back there now. Uh, they, they bring in Sterling Marte. They've got a nice group of young pitchers there, Pablo Lopez, Alicia Hernandez. They've got a good group there of, of pitching that's allowed them to trade Caleb Smith in that deal there to get Sterling Marte. So you bring in Marte, a star player who's been to the playoffs. I like it. I, I am all in on the fish. We're going to see three playoff droughts of at least 10 years end this year. Marlins since 03, Padres since 06, White Sox since 08, the Mariners since 01. They will have to wait for another time.
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. 
My goodness, Russell Westbrook. Thunder look like they're going to force this to game seven. Chris Paul makes two free throws with 12 seconds left. Russell Westbrook trying to kick it out to Covington, throws the ball out of bounds. Also didn't look like Covington was really ready for it, but still, wow. Well, he Uh, went to the spot, right? Yeah. And and now Westbrook just, you know, with a hard foul. Uh, Frustration showing because on the prior possession, prior to the Paul free throws, he'd airballed one and then stood there like it was the perfect pose after a, a big shot made. Mm. It was it was really uh, curious, to say oh, the least. Uh, you can find Westbrook. that highlight everywhere uh, right now off every social media platform, mm. uh, an NBA blogger. But, uh, yeah, a rough minute or so here on the, the game clock for Russell Westbrook. It is going to be a field day for everybody tomorrow to say, I told you so about Russell Westbrook. I told you about Russell Westbrook. I told you, I told you, I told you. Oh, my God goodness russell westbrook the thunder lead this now by four with four seconds left so this one's over it's going to wind up going to game seven gallinari made a couple of free throws and this this really shocks me because this this thunder team shouldn't even be close to the rockets mike this series this shouldn't even be a series chris paul is your best player he had a big night tonight he's been fantastic he's had a great night He's had a great night, but Chris Paul is 35, and he shouldn't be dominating games like this. This should have been James Harden in in four or five games, and, and it's time to usher you out of the playoffs. With our small ball philosophy that is going to work, we're going to shoot a ton of threes, and everything's going to work for us. And instead, we are going to seven games, and the Thunder, who are basically a team that people gave up on, during the season and said, okay, well, the Thunder, what are you going to do? Chris Paul wants to get out of there so bad. I can't. But Dennis Schroeder's become a guy who's come off the bench. They were able to win 44 mm-hmm. games in the regular season. Definitely greater than their individual parts. This still should not be this close. There's no, this, this series should not be going to seven games. I'm, in, I'm 15, embarrassed with the Rockets. Yeah, 15 made threes tonight. 9 of 12 from the free throw line. Overall, 45% for the Rockets. 42% for the Thunder, 12 of 36, but they made 16 free throws, rebound, out-rebounded the Rockets by 10. So there's your uh, small ball coming into play. They also have, at, at present, five guys in double figures. Uh, Paul with 28, Gallinari with 25. Look, I, I, I picked them to win the series, not because I, I knew what you were doing with your Rockets uh, when we submitted them for the contest, but for the fact that uh, I, I, I did like the, the play that you've seen. Gilgis Alexander, only 10 points tonight, uh, a minus nine, but a guy that can light it up and Dort after a cold start. He's got 13 on the night. So a little bit of depth there coming in and that rebounding edge, always big. You know, Steven Adams, you know, looks like a superhero that I ran into earlier today with his 14 <laughs> rebounds today. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. It, 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 I'm embarrassed that the Rockets are in this. I'm embarrassed. Uh, but Game seven, though, buddy, because you saw what they're doing for tonight's, tomorrow's game seven, right? It's on ABC. Yeah, midweek midweek game on ABC. That isn't a playoffs. finals It's game. fun, yeah. man. No. It's, it, they should just have Donovan Mitchell and, and Jamal Murray play one-on-one. Just one-on-one <laughs> for a half hour, and that's it. Whoever wins, wins. There you go. That's do they, the do finals. they get to play the Jordan versus Bird rules from the old McDonald's ad? 
Uh, but we'll have more on the NBA coming up in a few minutes. But just really quick, because the, the Leonard Fournette story is such a big deal today. This is a guy that, that the Jaguars let go because he had a lot of baggage off the field. Not as dynamic as they thought he was going to be when they drafted him in the first round out of, out of LSU in 2017. But... Is he going to find a home? Yeah, even though whoever picks him up has got to pay him $4 million. That's not a lot of money. It's not prohibitive if you have a question in your running game, if you're trying to get by with some veterans and a couple of rookies. And there's a few teams that are trying to get by with that right now. Washington is trying to get by that way. Other teams, you talked about the Montgomery injury for the Bears. If he winds up being out, that could be something. Uh, you're going to like a player that you can count on for a thousand yards, you know, right. It'd be nice because Leonard Fournette still had 1600 yards total last year. It was still a pretty yeah. nice year for him, but the team that's got to take him that where he fit in right away is got to be the Rams. All right. You've already had Jalen Ramsey say, come here. Everything is great. And the Rams clearly over the last two years have shown that we don't care what kind of emotional baggage you have. If you have talent, you have a spot here. And it's worked. They went to the Super Bowl. They had a decent year last year, even though they're not quite on the rise. They're trying to keep it going because they made a lot of moves to get to that Super Bowl. But they have shown that, hey, we can bring some kind of crazy into the locker room where whether it is some kind of, of a personality that, that's that's big or whether it is an off-the-field ill or a locker room situation. And it's worked. If there's any place for Fournette, the Rams are the team that makes sense. Yeah, I like it. It's it's curious. Look, Washington has a lot of guys, right? We don't know where the breakout will be for fantasy purposes. Something we'll be dealing with uh, here in the next 10 days as you do your drafts. But uh, Los Angeles would be interesting. I just don't know that, you know, he's going to have to do a big sell job to come in there uh, at this juncture. I, and I don't know that, you know, they, they want to commit to that. Twitter at how about a fresca Mike at Swollen Dome more on the NBA and more on the superhero Mike met today coming up next right here on Fox be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app what's up everybody this is Stephen A. Smith host of the Stephen A. Smith show podcast tune in every Monday Wednesday and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets you'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers all that and more so listen to the Stephen A. Smith show podcast on the iHeartRadio app Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. 
Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.